So welcome back to another episode of the podcast that is Theatres of Dreams, where a few of us from around the Aldringham area talk football, um, a lot about um, United uh, United Manchester clubs, a lot about United to be fair, but it is the Theatres of Dreams uh, podcast. And with me is Tom Jolly, who on Radio Aldi does the Sound of Sport. That is right, isn't it? Soundtrack to sport, yes. Soundtrack to sport. I'll get it right one of these days. Anyway, we've been <laughs> away for about three weeks. And it's fair to say, Tom, a few things have happened in the world of uh, sport. Yeah, definitely. We will go straight into it with uh, a little bit on Saudi Arabia. What's going on with Mbappe? What is so, it? Tell us the, tell us the detail. So with, with Saudi Arabia obviously trying to take over world football at the minute, they're trying to push themselves to do what the MLS and China have done in the past couple of years, trying to make themselves a higher league. Uh, Al-Hilal, we saw al Nasser by Cristiano Ronaldo when he left Manchester United, but Al-Hilal have offered PSG and have an agreement with PSG for a transfer of 300 million euros for Kylian Mbappe. So he will be on 700 million euros a year, which is honestly unbelievable. And PSG have offered him a six, uh, something like a 60 million euro bonus to him if he stays by August. I, I, I mean, first of all, the numbers are... In a whole total universe, right? But is there something else going on here? Because is this Mbappe actually trying to get to another club and using the Saudi league as the sort of, if you like, the staging post? To, is he wanting to get to a Madrid, for example? And, and this is his way of getting there? He wants to go to Madrid. Everyone's known this for the past two, three years. He, that's his dream destination. He idolized Cristiano Ronaldo when he was there as a kid. He wants Real Madrid. His contract runs out in the summer of 2024, so it's going to be a big deal in the case of he's going to be wanting to move there. I think he's using the Saudi as they Saudi are going to try and buy everyone and anyone. They tried with Messi, it didn't work. They've tried with Suarez, it has not worked. They've tried with all the lads from the ex-Barca team that are now into Miami and playing very well, getting their first win against Atalanta in the League Cup last night. But it's one of those things where he wants that move to Madrid. I think he'll get it, whether it means he has to stay out of football for a year and doesn't play, he would happily do that because he'd be sitting there collecting his monthly wage from PSG, which would be ridiculous. He'd been Last week, he'd been banished from the PSG first team for pre-season, if for those who don't know. He's currently training with called the Unwanted Squad, which includes the likes of Ibrahim Diallo uh, and then Kylian Mbappe in there himself. So I think he wants to move to, he wants to move to Real Madrid on a free next year when his contract runs out because PSG, they want they need to sell him. If they want the money, they need to sell him. 300 million euros, it will be a world record fee. The one at the minute that stands out is Neymar to PSG for 222 million euros. So 300 million euros from Mbappe. We'll have to see what happens with the Saudi Arabia stuff, but his weekly wage is ridiculous in Saudi Arabia. He'd become basically the face of world football if he isn't already. And it would help develop their league, but he wants to move to Real Madrid. Let's let's talk about the player, first of all, okay? Because I actually... In some ways, as much as the money sounds ridiculous, to the Saudi league, it would be such a big news story. It'd be such a big yeah. And the amount of publicity they would get off that and they would get from it, actually, you couldn't buy it. And they are buying it. That's essentially what they're buying. They're spending a billion uh, for a year, really, to basically get as much publicity about their league. But let's talk about the player, first of all. Is he that good? Um, I, you know, is Is he... Because this would make him the most expensive footballer ever, up to now. Probably next week there'll be somebody else. But if it went through, <laughs> it would make him the most expensive footballer ever. Is he really that good? 
Yes. He's not. Then again, in my opinion, no footballer should ever be worth that much money. Oh. I think it's oh. ridiculous. But in the money we're talking with the way football's going, he's one of the top two players alongside Haaland for the next 10, 20 years. We've yeah. had Messi and Ronaldo since the 2000, 2005 era up to now. They're, they're the next two generational talents up there with the best of the best. I think we saw linking it with Haaland, 50, what, 55 goals in the hardest league in the world last season. He made it look like a farmer's league, the way they ran through everyone. And Mbappe, he's put up ridiculous numbers in Liga and becoming the top scorer, winning Liga in every season he's been there. But it's one of them where he's always felt quite, there's always been sort of an unsettled manner about him at PSG. And he looks like, although he looked like he wants to be there, he doesn't every now and again. So I think the, the move to Real Madrid's looming for him. I think that's where he'll end up. I don't think he'll go to Saudi because he's too young to go and, in my opinion, waste away his career in a, in a minor league. So you don't think you don't think he will spend a year in Saudi in order to get? No. A, well, he's... if he if he, I don't think it's a year. I think the contract he's going to get offered is three years. So, but if once that three year contract runs out, they will just keep pumping money and money at him until he stays and stays. And he'll, in my opinion, if he goes to Saudi now, he ends up in his career at Saudi you in Al Hilal. So? I think so. I don't. I don't think PSG or Real Madrid or any Premier League clubs have the money to buy the player off Saudi clubs once they're in contract with them. Because it's a bit like what we see at Barcelona at the minute. Barcelona signed Oriel Romeu. Um, I know it sounds a bit out of uh, off going off on a tangent, but they put a five hundred million release clause on Oriel Romeu's contract, and he was at Southampton two years ago. So it's one of them where we're seeing yes, the release clause coming into. European football, but the Saudi football, the money in it is no one can compete with. Oh, no, no, the money, no one can compete with it. So, but, 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 but actually, Real Madrid and Barca only uh, in the last year or two, people were talking about how skint they were, how, how little money they the, re the reason they were skint is because one, the club's financial state has gone into a mess for Barcelona in particular, but Real Madrid don't have the money because they're renovating this Bernabeu. That's why they don't have the money. They, they, they're looking, Ancelotti as a manager at Real Madrid is looking to move to the Brazil national team next year. That was reported by L'Equipe and Athletic last month, uh, in the last few months even. So Real Madrid, they haven't got money because the Benabeo is going to be the best stadium in the world. If I don't know if you have or haven't seen the plans for it. It's going to be hosting not just football, it's going to be hosting the final. One of the first matches they want it to be played is Nadal versus Federer as a, as a charity match there as a tennis match. So that, that that will be ridiculous. But the way they will be able to transform their stadium, the camp now, I'm going on a holiday and I go to Barcelona in a few days. I was going to go visit the new camp. You can't go and visit it because it's under rubble at the minute. It's under renovation. The only thing that exists at the stadium at this moment in time is the club shop because that's how they get their money in uh, commercial-wise. But this, uh, the Camp Nova will also be go undergoing, as of now, in a billion-pound renovation. So that's why they don't have the money at the minute with their financial state. Um, of those clubs, I don't see Manchester City. Manchester City, although they've got the money, they are very responsible in the way they buy players. Their net spend is ridiculously low for the amount they spend. Um, I can't see anyone else in the Premier League. Maybe if the Glazers do eventually leave, and I'm sure everyone's got their opinions on that, but it looks like they're probably going to be staying unless they leave and Qatar come in and we get some of that Qatar money. We're not going to be able to be competing no. with that sorry money. So. Yeah. The Saudi the Saudi League on its own will become a capital of this is our league, this is our money. If you want our players, you will probably have to pay somebody's absolute sell your heart, sell your left kidney, sell your toes, sell your feet. Just you need to sell yourself to get the players you want because you're not going to be able to afford it. But in in a ridiculous way, 
I can understand why the Saudi league are putting that amount of money up because they want to be seen as being serious players. Yeah. And a billion to them in in the scheme of things, in terms of what they're trying to set up, it's is not, not much. It's, it's really not much. And and it, it buys you credibility to a degree. It buys you publicity a lot. Uh, yeah. and, and and I I can understand that. But um I, I and and but the thing is, I I tell you what I'd like to see, Tom. I'd like to see a map of the big football clubs across the world and actually who owns them and how are they linked? Because if you look at the Saudi state, for example, and a number of the Middle Eastern countries, whether it be private companies or um, uh, like public wealth funds, a number of these clubs now are interconnected. Um, well, we saw this, I'll just put it in there, we saw this with Newcastle. So Newcastle are trying to offload Alan St. Maximan to one of the Saudi teams in particular. The Premier League clubs have now opposed this to the FA, saying that the Newcastle should not be allowed to sell Anse Maximan because they could get what's called an increased price for the player because, obviously, the owners of Newcastle also own the also own the team that they're trying to sell him to. So they could easily flog Anse Maximan off for $150 million to get rid of their financial play worries even. Which is not possible, which shouldn't happen. We see this a lot with, I don't know if you know this, but Watford and Udinese, they are both owned by the same person and the same their same ownership. Delafeu, who was a very good player in the Premier League, scored in the FA Cup final, uh, FA Cup semi-final against Manchester City. It was, um, sorry, no, against Wolves, actually. They lost to Manchester City like 7-0 in the final or something. But we saw Delafeu at Watford. He then got transferred to Udinese for £35 million or something like that. He was nowhere near worth 35 million at the point. It was just the case of he could get a transfer to get rid of Watford's financial fair play worries in that squad. That's just one of those things. It's almost so. like they're it's almost like they're money mules, if you like. You know what comes with that player is a bunch of cash that allows him to work uh, work outside of the limitations of financial fair play. I, I mean, yeah. who's the guy that played for us? Um, the forward who used to play for Everton and has gone back and forth between uh, Italy and oh, can't Lukaku. Lukaku, right? Lukaku seems to get mentioned in every season, but he seems to go around clubs. Like uh, that, that's more of, I think that's more of a case of Chelsea bought him. He didn't do what they wanted to do, and they wanted to offload him straight away. The uh, Inter Milan do not want Lukaku anymore. They're pushing for uh, another striker. I can't think of the name off the top of my head. But Lukaku is looking. He's got bids from Juventus, and obviously he's got bids from Saudi Arabia because everybody in the world has a bid from Saudi Arabia at the moment. Mm. It's it's incredible. Um, so that that's what's going on with Mbappe. Uh, I you you so you don't think he will end up in the Saudi? No, you think this I is think talking horse. Although horrible? although there's an we saw Kabe Solikov of Sky Sports come out and say there has been an agreement reached between PSG and Al Hilal for the the club to talk to the player. I just don't think. I think it'll just be to push Real Madrid's hand in negotiations. I think. I think that's something that we have to look at, and I think he will end up at Real Madrid, whether it's this this summer or whether it's next summer on a free, whether PSG want to cash in or not, or whether Real Madrid want to pay the big bucks. I mean, I, I, I guess also the Saudi league isn't prone to the same UEFA um, transfer limitations. Or not, 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 not quite, but there is there has been a petition for around the clubs and around the organisations of the European leagues for there to be, to be a cap put on the amount that Saudi Arabia is spending. We saw when China came in uh, around the 2016 times, they were buying a lot of very good players. We're talking Hulk, we're talking Oscar, some of the Brazilian lads that are yeah. still there now. Oscar was earning 350 grand a week. He became the highest paid player in the world at that point in 2016 yeah. when he joined from Chelsea. 
Yeah. So we're talking, they introduced a cap where foreign players can't earn more than £100,000 a week. If we see Saudi, which it won't, will never happen, but if we see that cap introduced into the Saudi leagues, whether it's Division 1, 2 or 3, um, the Saudi league will be no loss. It, it won't be able to, they won't be, able, although the money will be able to stay in it, the players and the, the fans and the demographic of the fans coming from Europe and the, they want to get a younger audience and who idolize these players. It's just not going to happen. I, I think this Saudi thing will last a year. Players will get bored. They'll want Champions League football. And I think Champions League football is the main thing. I think if UEFA, if they buy off UEFA and get them Saudi league in the Champions League, it's a different it's a different game but it can't, it can't be like that can it i mean it can't, can't no, but, it, but in some world i see that happening i yeah, can yeah, see yeah. the Saudi government paying that money and this is where you know for me the stakeholders in football are closing you know there's a number now big uh influencers and they're not necessarily in uefa but they've got money and yeah. and that could change things, but it would be ridiculous if the Saudi League came into the Champions League at this moment in time when it's not proven anything. You know, it would be absolutely ridiculous. Um, let's this turn from the sublime to the interesting. We'll call it that. And the the talk about now, Johnny Evans has he moved to United? No. Well, yes, but no. So Johnny <laughs> Evans has joined on a short term deal at Manchester United for. Approximately two or three matches. So we have a preseason tournament at the moment going on in New York and New Jersey yeah. in this some called League Cup. So we lost, I think it was 4-1 or 3-1 yeah. to Wrexham last night, in which Johnny featured in. You might sound that might sound like a shock result to some of our viewers, but not one first team player played. It was yeah. basically the under 21s and under 18s that were given a run out for some preseason before their Premier League two campaign begins next month. It's more just a case of Johnny Evans has come in to fill some numbers, but as a United fan, and as you we loved him when he was there. He was good at Leicester last season. He was the captain of Leicester last season, uh, in part. So I'd love him back. I'd love him as as a short term deal, maybe as a pay as you play deal, maybe as a a year contract. But don't, don't put him on some ridiculous wage, please. But yeah, yeah I would love him because we need that defensive cover that we're probably not going to be able to afford. So, Tom Jolly, is this you being emotional about a former United player, or is this a is this a non emotional, very cold hearted, sober assessment? I think we just need that cover in defence. I think yes, we've got Varane and uh, Martinez. Maguire, in my opinion, I think we'll end up keeping hold of him. But there's a very high possibility he could leave to the likes of West Ham. That are, or Chelsea, who are both so interested today, in him. Gossip today said he's West Ham are interested in him. Yeah, so Manchester United News was reported for the last two weeks that um, Maguire has interest from West Ham. Chelsea are also interested, but that won't materialise, I don't think. Um, another one is Scott McTominay to West Ham, which all Newcastle are both interested. But United will not settle for anything less than about £35 million, So. Uh, I saw that as well. That's a huge amount of money for Scott McTominay, yeah. I think. Yeah. It's an even yeah, market. And you know? Samuel Lockhurst also came out with a very funny tweet yesterday saying he wants to go wherever Fred goes because he doesn't want to divorce his long-life midfield partner. Whether he was joking in that tweet or not, I do not know. Let's cut. Let's just mention you mentioned Fred, our most, um, you know, uh, our, 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 our... he's our most controversial player in our fan base, I'd say, because I. Yeah. Me personally, I know we've had Don Wafey on this show as well. We both love him. I think he's perfect cover in the midfield, but I can see why everyone hates him because he's not good enough for the so first is, team. Is he still a United player at this moment in time? Yeah. And you don't like him, do you? I you really, 
I really want him gone. And and, and I, I know he is a little bit like mustard, you know, some like him. So I, I, I just don't see what he brings. Anyway, that's that's another thing. So Johnny Evans, I mean, actually, I I could see potentially why he might be brought back for a number I mean, of years. Yeah, and and he might do a bit of coaching, etc. You know, yeah. uh, he's a sort of Darren Fletcher type character. It in- wouldn't surprise me if he did what Tom Huddleston did last season. So Tom Huddleston came in in the under-21s as a coach, as a player manager. So he's there in the coaching staff, but he's also playing week in, week out. Johnny Evans could easily slot into that role and then come into the first team when needed. So... I'm just saying it. I would not mind it at no, all. No, I would I, definitely I, not say no. I, I would mind it. And actually, you know, somebody who in the dressing room could be very good. Um, and, you know, it, it was at Leicester last year. And he's, what, 33 with 32? He's, he's early 30s. So he's definitely got a couple more years on those Northern Irish legs of his. There you go. You mentioned it now. That's why we want him back. A bit of Northern Ireland. <laughs> um, Colin Murray, if you're listening, um, yeah, we want him back, don't we? Even though you're a Liverpool fan. Um, right. Um, what else is going on in the world of football? Any other big uh, transfers? I'll do, I'll do a quick roundup on some of the other transfers off the top of my head. So Manchester United, again, have got an agreement in place with the camp of Rasmus Hoyland. If we talked mm-hmm. about him on this show when it was last aired three weeks ago and we had interest. We've now had an agreement in principle with his team and had permission to speak to Atalanta with a bid coming in this week per Fabrizio Romano. Sofren Amrabat, the Morocco international who starred in the World Cup, is also being linked with Manchester United with around a 15 million price tag, which yeah, some United fans and the United board will probably be reluctant to buy him at the moment with our net spend. However, we've just sold Eric Bailly by the looks yes. of it. Another, Alex another good transfer, right, in my view. Alex Tellers has moved to Al-Nasser to link up with his ex-teammate Cristiano Ronaldo. With the likes of Scott McTominay and Harry Maguire maybe leaving, we had De Gea gone. Dean Henderson is on the verge of joining Nottingham Forest. Anthony Alanga yep. has just moved on a permanent to Nottingham Forest. To Heath Chong, to Luton, they're all the outgoings. So they're raising them funds that Sofri and Amrabat will be an absolutely immense uh, addition into our midfield. Yeah. Moving on to Manchester City, they've agreed a deal with RB Leipzig for £100 million for Jovek Gvardiol, probably the most highest rated central defender in the world. He's starred in Croatia, however, he did get ripped up by Messi in the semi-finals, but he's one of the most highly tipped defenders in Europe and he will be a very good sign-in. Speaking of Manchester City, Cal Walker looks to be out the door. He's been left oh, out of the Bayern Munich pre-season squad with an agreement in principle for Bayern Munich to sign the English fullback. Um, that's all in Manchester City. In Liverpool, a lot of outgoings in midfield. Uh, we've seen Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, Naby Keita, James Milner, and then Jordan Henderson, the big one, the club captain at Anfield. is on the, the verge of joining Steven Gerrard's El Etifaki on a £700,000 a week deal. Which is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, you look at you look at that, and you think that's um, that's um, a matrix. You know what I mean? And yeah. I mean, it's it's it's. It wouldn't I- surprise me if Steve Gerrard uses the transfer market in Saudi to help Jurgen Klopp out and get rid of all the dead wood in that squad. The, only, the, final, the, the final one I'll end on for this show will be Fabinho. So he's linked, been linked with a, a move to Saudi as well for fifty million pounds. However, he's reluctant to move. Because in Saudi, they are they are not allowed to own French bulldogs, so he can't move to Saudi Arabia because he doesn't. He's not allowed to keep his dog, which is a very funny thing. Um, he's now reluctant on a move to Saudi, and it's it's sort of broken down. 
in talks with the two clubs. So that's all I've got for you. Well, we know some very good dog walkers. If you ever in the area, if you ever wants to come to Manchester Club, his dog will be very well looked after. Um, a final thing, uh, Alti were in uh, Holland at the weekend playing a friend. Yeah. Did you track that one? 4-0 loss, I believe, but it was expected, wasn't it? It was a very good performance from the Alti boys, although we lost for 4-0. And I, I will say the away support for that game was absolutely unbelievable. The union of Golf Road was, I think that's what it's called, isn't it? Golf Road, the union. Golf, um, Golf Road, uh, it's Golf it's something, it's something along those lines. And it was unbelievable. The fans that go to the Jay Davidson Stadium every week showed up in the Netherlands. It was a beautiful And that's all we're going to have time for. Right, well, it, it was um, Evan Daisy. Sorry, no, I got the the wrong club there. Um, I can't remember the club, but a big thing for the the the, the club. I think it's first um, um time they played over there. Um, there was um, several hundred um uh, Ulti fans there. Well done to the club. It was live on Radio Ulti. It was live on Radio Ulti, which all their game, all the games are live on Radio Ulti. Um, uh, right here. Um, uh, Tom, that's a quick one. You have a safe travel wherever you are. We'll be back yeah. next week talking more football. Um, on the Theatres of Dreams podcast. Take care. Bye bye.